Oh yeah, what's going on ladies and gentlemen, this is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, effective, and bombacious way to learn English. So download this podcast now and listen to us while you are walking the dog, ironing your suit, or even asking for a discount. Oh yeah, I'm joined here today in the studio with the one and only Justin Murray. What's going on, brother? Oh uh, yeah, good to be here, and I'm excited to share this lesson with you guys. What is uh, bondacious? You said that word, bondacious, bondacious, bombacious. Um, bombacious. To be honest, maybe I made that word up. Is it? Is it? Do you know that word? Um, I thought I did. If um, you don't know what it means, then then I'll just say no, I don't. Okay, well let me look it up really quickly because uh, we don't want to leave our listeners hanging. But so, yeah, yeah, bombacious. Okay, something or someone that is really good or sexy. Okay, oh. <laughs> there you Hello. go. Were you calling me sexy? <laughs> or was it, or was that no, it's a bombacious way to learn English. Um, I see oh, another definition okay. that says an explosive, dynamic way, but oh, okay. I didn't even know that, so I'm right. using words I don't even know. So <laughs> that's okay. That's what it's all about, man. Real life is all about learning, and you know, even we're learning as we create the podcast. Fake it till you make it, right? Fake it till you make it. What do you mean by that? To fake it means to pretend, right? Until yes. you are actually successful, so sometimes the posture, right? You have to be successful. You have to try to be look successful and try to feel successful until it actually becomes a reality. Yeah. So that is from a. Um, I don't think these guys have probably ever even heard of this before. But there is a TED talk by this woman called Amy Cuddy. I doubt we've mentioned it uh -huh. before, but they mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not her quote though. It's. I think it's a quote by. I mean, it's a. It's a, it's an idiom, right? Yeah, yeah. Take it till you I'm, make it. I'm just making fun of it, fun of that talk because I think we mention it every podcast. <laughs> but every time I every by the way, that Amy Cuddy talk, if you haven't watched it, how body language uh, influences who you are, or something like that. I don't remember the title, but every time <laughs> I mention this, you've I, talked I about it so many times and you can't even remember <laughs> the title. My God, <laughs> I used to. I don't know. I just forgot it, but. Every time uh, I recommend it to somebody, like I, I assign it to some of my students sometimes, and they always come back and, and are like, this changed my life. And they always share it with other people. So mm. um, I'm happy to recommend it until people get tired of it, until they watch it. So okay. if you watch it, you're going to you, know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You might, say, you might say that you will recommend it till the cows come home, Justin. Till the cows come home? What is that? That is an expression meaning that you do something... Oh, here's another expression to explain an expression. To do something to death, which means you just do it a lot until everyone gets very bored and sick of it. But well, not really uh, until just, the, that doesn't. I don't, I don't think the till the cows come home actually has the the whole idea of like boredom. It means mm -hmm. you do it a lot, right? You exaggerate. Oh, but I think you mean you might be trying to say like you know to beat a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting all my uh, analogies and uh, idioms mixed up. Anyways, um, I think we might be beating a dead horse here with this, you know, this whole thing about Amy Cuddy and right. Yes, but just and, to um, body just language. to clarify, 
just to clarify one thing about that expression, to fake it till you make it, the uh, expression means, you know, it's okay to fake it if you have full intention on becoming what it is you want to become. But if you are a faker with no intention of, you know, there's a, there's a bad side and a good side to being a faker, right? We're promoting the good side. Yeah, exactly. It's It's just because sometimes you haven't reached that skill level yet, but you just put forth your best, most confident self. And you can do that till the cows come home. In one Justin. situation that's really important <laughs> to really fake it till you make it is when you're in another country, when you're in an English speaking country and you gotta survive. You gotta maybe you're there to go shopping. Maybe you're there to grocery shop or to go go clothes shopping. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's really exactly. important to be able to to hold your own in these situations. So this is what right. we're gonna be talking about today. To hold go shopping. Your own? Okay. Hold your own means this is a good if somebody asks you, hey, do you speak English? You might say, I can hold my own. I hold my own. I do all right, right? Yeah. So I get by. Exactly. So shopping, interesting subject. Do you find yourself a bit of a, uh, um, a fashion guru when it comes to clothes shopping, Justin? Or do you prefer... To not really wear, you know, branded clothes and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I haven't really bought clothes in a while. So, uh, oh, you just don't wear clothes. I've gone clothes shopping in different countries. I can understand how difficult it is. I can have empathy. Sometimes I think people imagine that they're going to go to the United States and study abroad and, and be like, you know, living amongst americans and be speaking english all the time but the sad reality is a lot of times people go and study abroad and the only opportunity they have to speak with natives is when they go out shopping a lot of times <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true yeah so yeah you're right man that is a good uh, a good place to start in in the sense of like you know picking up some useful everyday kind of like vocabulary and stuff like that yeah absolutely so most people for example i know here in brazil like technology like computers and and even clothes, it's really, it's really expensive here. It's mm. a lot more expensive. But if you go to the United States, like people go to Miami, right? I don't know if Miami is the best example of the English-speaking world, right? Because it's very Hispanic, or um, it's very Latin. A lot of Brazilians and Spanish speakers. Sure. But it is a place where people go to to buy technology. And anyways, so if you go to, the, to go to a a mall, not a shopping. But a mall? What's the difference between mall and shopping, Chad? Um, uh, shopping is like the it's like the verb, like to go shopping, to uh, the action of to shop. But a mall would be like, um, like a shopping center, the place. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so shopping center, right? The term they use in England a lot, I think. We say mall in the United States. Yeah. But so today we're going to go into some of this vocabulary, some of the situations that you might find yourself in. So if you go clothes shopping, for example, at a mall, usually when you roll in to the store, when you roll into the to the mall, what's one of the first things that people ask you, the, the salesman or the salesperson? Uh, if they're a good salesman, they might say like, oh, hey, can I help you? Or how can I help you? Mm -hmm. 
Or sometimes they might be more discreet and they might say, hey, if you if you need anything, I'm here, let me know. And they might just pay attention to you because sometimes some people get, they get kind of annoyed if yeah. you're, because um, every place you go into, you get kind of, you get assaulted by the salesperson. Yeah, they kind of lurk you know, around you. Yeah. What do you mean by lurk? Lurk means to um, to just kind of not be right next to you, but just kind of like behind you a little bit and kind of following you. There's an expression like to lurk around like a bad smell, or is that linger? It's kind of similar. Um, well, the bad smell lingers. Yeah. But to lurk is maybe like a stalker. What does yeah. stalker mean? It's a, a person that would uh, follow you around kind of secretively so you don't really know they're there, but they're kind of like, you know, kind of strangely kind of following you and watching you. Yeah, and actually, I don't know why I remember this right now, but those two terms are actually kind of for Facebook as well. You have Facebook stalkers. A Facebook stalker is somebody yeah, who goes and visits somebody's profile in secret. They're lurking. And this is another term. Yeah. They're a lurker. So people that sure. are always watching and observing, but they never participate in the comments. They never really um, interact with the with the like or the comments, you know? Exactly. But sometimes uh, so, they might another, another expression really quickly might be a very casual way. They can just say, hey, if you need a hand, just let me know. Yep, there you go. If you need a hand, to give mm-hmm. somebody a hand, right? To help them. So yeah. how, how would you answer this when somebody comes in and says, um, how can I help you? Can I help you? Um, uh, no, thanks. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Okay, this is one way. If you, What do you mean by looking here? What is it? To be um, just observing, having a look around the shop, not really necessarily with an intention of specifically buying something or specific. you don't have something in mind that you're specifically looking for. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you said I'm just looking, and then I'm looking for something. This this really brings into play the difference between uh, how just one word can make a big difference for the word look. Look, yeah. I'm just looking, and I'm looking for. Right, I'm just looking is like I'm I'm just browsing. I'm just curious, right? Looking around. Yep. I'm looking browse, for. Browse like to br- browse your... would be like an internet, right? Browser. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. A good word for look. Yeah, you can say I'm just browsing too, uh, and then I'm looking for as means yeah you you have something in mind that you're looking for. Yeah. So, like maybe um, the expression I'm looking for love, in all the wrong places. You know that one? <laughs> and what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. It just it's a uh, people might say they're looking for love if they're like you know they're looking for some kind of a romantic partner. But in all the wrong places makes it sound like they're looking. They're they're not really. I don't know. Maybe they're not looking for a substantial relationship. Yeah, I remember. You know, I used to be looking for love in the when I used to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of the, like, I think learning a language it's interesting because like some of these like you know saleswomen or something. It's 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 a really easy way to talk with women. <laughs> 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 hey, I have man. a girlfriend now, so I, I no longer do that. But uh, hmm. I know sure, if you're single you out there, listen. if you're not single, I'm, I'm sure you guys have thought of this. It's really because you don't have to like, you know, you don't have to summon up the courage 
to go speak with them because they're paid to speak with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm talking to pretty girls all day, man. I'm going to the, I'm going to the mall and going to all these shops. <laughs> What are you talking about? It demands courage. I just I just walked right up to her and and asked her if they and had asked a fitting room. This in a size ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get your uh, get your your head out of the the gutter. That's not really. Yeah, I guess you could use that expression in this case. But what else would happen in a in a closed shopping environment? I mean, that's that's just the initial uh, the initial um, interaction with. What would you call the person who helps you? Um, a, a, a tenant, a helper, attendant. I might say, yeah, the attendant. sales attendant. There you go, salesman, person. Yeah, salesperson. If you want to be politically correct, all you yeah. ladies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Here's, like, uh, what 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 interaction would happen after that? I I, I said um, as a joke, like to talk to the girl. You could say, hey, do you have this in a size ten? What am I referring to? Mm-hmm. So size, what are we talking about here? Size is the um, this the how big the shirt or pants or whatever it is you you want to buy is. It's a, it's a small, medium, large, extra large, extra extra large. So we're talking about shoe shopping here, right? Oh, I was talking about um. Yeah, no, I'm talking about clothes. You don't really get shoes that are size XL. I mean, shoes are generally in a um, centimeter or a foot uh, in inches, right? Yeah, oh, I, I, you said size 10. So. Okay, um, sorry, yeah. Yeah, when I said size 10, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, but you said, yes, the sizes in general. What are the sizes that we have here? For shoes? For, like, clothes. Oh, uh, we generally just say um, small, medium, large, XL, which is extra large, or you know, sometimes you can just go XXL. Yeah, XXL, um, like uh, in the state. No, not so much. But in the states, you know, we have a lot of like tall people, and we have a lot of big people too. So we have we have big yeah. and tall stores. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we have them here too in, in Australia. Those fat Australians, you guys just you guys eat at McDonald's all day long. Yeah, it's all that beer. <laughs> McDonald's serves beer hey. down here. Yeah. Hey, by the no, way, no. like uh, I think we were talking about this. You sent an article, and we're probably going to do a podcast on this at some point. But didn't you mention that this article mentioned talked about why Australian English is the way it is? Can you explain that? Um, I don't know if that article is accurate, but they were insinuating that possibly that kind of twang that Australians have is because they were all kind of drunk back in the day when, you know, so, the English colonized Australia. So, yeah, Australian English sounds like it sounds like you're drunk because the whole language evolved while you were drunk. Basically <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't, I don't know how accurate the article is. I'm not sure if it's just a fabricated story or not, but it's a humorous story, so we can we can you know maybe do a podcast about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here's a little quick tip about the actual pronunciation of the word uh, "close." So if you notice, mm. I didn't actually pronounce the th sound. Um, do you do you do you pronounce it like the same way, Chad? Uh, I think like let me just try to do it naturally because I can't really remember. I'm gonna go buy some new clothes. 
So you said close, like like close the door, the same pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, right? it is very similar so, to that for sure. It's very subtle. So it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of work to pronounce the th sound in that. Yeah, like I, I don't say clothes. It's just yeah, as much no. work. So um, we we cut the th off, and it makes this much easier. So you don't need to say um, go clothes shopping if you're having a hard time with the th. Yeah, uh, we also hey, do this in the, in the word months for example months how many months does it take months. to uh, yeah hey what about uh, maybe we can just quickly explain as well the word cloth okay so which cloth, is what is, is it cloth like a, a priest you know do you do you, you know, <laughs> are you up <have> cloth <laughs> yeah i didn't i meant like you know Cloth, like it's the material. Like you can use a cloth. Sometimes use a cloth to like wipe down the uh, bench or something like the kitchen bench. Bench, maybe. Yeah. So the origin of the word, right, is well, I don't know the origin of the word, but cloth. You're right. Like a tablecloth. It's a piece yeah. of clothes, or not clothes, but just material that you use to make clothes, right? Yeah, I mean the the words are different, but I don't know the derivation. But surely they're 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 connected in some way. They're too similar to not be. Uh, cloth can be just you know a, a rag or a cloth, just a piece of fabric that you can just grab and like use to clean up and stuff like that. Okay, so you said the word rag. What exactly is yeah. rag? A rag is a piece of cloth. <laughs> uh -huh. It's generally used for um, rags. You think are more for. Um, like uh like mechan you know, a mechanic might have one to clean up some oil or grease or something like that. Yeah. So if you're but it is also like for maybe poor people's clothes, for example, rags or just like you know, clothes yeah. that are really destroyed. It's like I'm in rags yeah. and so there's even an expression that, you know, maybe is relevant here because if you're in rags, you can't go shopping. Because you don't have You should go shopping. It. But <laughs> Maybe you don't have money for it, man. If you're in rags, you don't have money to buy clothes. But if you're a, a rags to riches story, then you can go shopping. Uh huh. That's true. Rags to riches meaning someone who quickly um, gets rich. This is a it's a common story. I know in the United States, it's kind of a myth, part of the culture. You know, it represents social mobility. You can be born poor. In rags, you know, be having horrible clothes, and then through hard work and effort and um, possibly education or just uh, your own blood, sweat, and tears, you can you can ascend to riches. Yeah, again, blood, sweat, and tears, meaning that you put lots of your own personal work and effort into achieving something. Mm -hmm. So if you're rags to riches and you're out bargain hunting, window shopping. Right. Oh. Then what's a what's a bargain hunter and a window shopper? Okay, so hunting. What does hunt mean? Hunt is to, uh, for example, hunt an animal. It's to chase it down and kill it. Mm hmm. So you can go house hunting or job hunting, or you can go bargain hunting. You're looking for discounts, promotions, right? Yeah. And then and window you shopping. The word window shopping. Yeah. Window shopping is to go from window to window looking for items on sale, right? You're not necessarily buying, but you're you're browsing, you're looking, you're shopping around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. 
So um, coming back maybe to where we were, we started off, um, after you go into the store and you, you ask for um, the person will ask you, like, can I help you or whatever, what's some other tactics or not tactics, but just like ways that these people listening to the podcast can prepare themselves for those situations by understanding what possible conversations they can have there and then in the clothes store. Well, it's good to, I mean, we've mentioned this every time, to prepare and actually have the vocabulary for what you're looking for, right? So there, you know, to go through some vocabulary, for example, shirts, right? We have different types of shirts, but it's important to know what type of shirt you're looking for, right? Hey guys, Ethan here. Just a quick interruption from this fascinating conversation. On the next episode of the Real Life English Podcast, we are going to be unveiling our new English learning methodology, which takes everything we have learned from over 20 years of combined experience teaching and almost five years working on Real Life English, and it distills it down into a comprehensive path for guaranteed fluency and success for your English and your life. So what do you think? Do you want to kick ass with your English? Do you want to overcome your biggest frustrations and have your comprehension and speaking become better than ever? Then, if you haven't already, I highly recommend you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, listen to next week's special introduction to this new methodology, and sign up for email lessons by going to the show notes for this podcast at reallifeglobal.com slash go shopping. That's G-O-S-H-O-P-P-I-N-G to get some extra tools and bonuses to truly succeed with your English. Aw, yeah. Now back to Justin and Chad. What are the different types of shirts that you might find in a, in a store, Chad? T-shirt, polo shirt, button-up shirt, long-sleeve shirt, short-sleeve shirt, um, skivvy. V-neck? V-neck, yeah. Um, what the heck is a skivvy? <laughs> you don't call it... Uh, it's one of those, like, Steve Jobs shirts, you know, that ones that have, like, that little neck thing. Oh, we say turtleneck, right? A turtleneck. So the, the neck goes really <laughs> yeah. high, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ethan wears them sometimes, eh? Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, Ethan wears... <laughs> he, wears <laughs> he wears a turtleneck and the glasses. And when he has a beard, he definitely he, he definitely pulls off a Steve Jobs imitation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pulls so off? Pull off? What do you mean by that? <laughs> pull off means to successfully um, accomplish something that's difficult, right? Yeah. Hey, we should, um, I, I'm not sure where we've published this, but we should share it in the show notes of this podcast was the, um, that friend, that video clip from friends where, uh, Ross buys that new t-shirt and he asks okay. if, he, if he can pull that. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, let's post it quickly. Post it here. What, 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 uh, what, what, what happened with, with Ross? Oh, so I don't want to give it too much away, but he um he give it away. What does that mean? To um to tell you too much information, so much so that it spoils the humorous surprise of the scene. 
Okay. Um, go ahead. Yeah, so Ross is going to go out on a date, but um, he asks someone, uh, I think it's Rachel, he asks Rachel to uh, help him like buy new clothes. And uh, they pick out a shirt, and, but Rachel also buys a shirt for herself, and there is a bit of a mix-up with the shirts, and Ross goes on a date thinking that it's actually <laughs> a shirt for him, but it's actually a female's shirt. <laughs> and... Yeah, the, the 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 scene is hilarious. It was really tight, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was like pink, and it was a interesting uh, little pattern on there. But uh, hey, if you guys enjoy learning like this, they would be they would go nuts, you might say. For <laughs> <laughs> another awesome thing that you guys can download, we'll post in the show notes, which is Phoebe's nutty. New Boyfriend, which is a three-part miniseries that we are offering for free for everyone to download. And it's a good insight into how you can really um, maximize your English learning through TV series. It's got some great resources that helps with pronunciation, vocabulary building, and just like general uh, comprehension. I think cultural knowledge too is really, really important in this because... yeah. Uh, if you don't understand the culture, if you don't understand history and like references and stuff, it can, it can really be confusing and you miss the jokes. And, and we all know that, that a lot of times, like if you're watching with subtitles or something in, in another language, in your language, that they have to make up entirely new jokes to, to synchronize <laughs> yeah. with the laughter. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they just don't, they don't, tr they can't translate them. It's not funny. But um, if you guys do want to check that out, just go to reallifeglobal.com forward slash nutty. That's N-U-T-T-Y. And it's going to be posted in the show notes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to just okay. quickly finish this off with some last facts about clothes shopping, Justin. Yeah. Well, going back, like we mentioned, like Ross, Ross's shirt, it was like really tight. Right, and so yeah. a lot of times they say, "Does it fit?" Right? Mm. Yeah. Which means, is so, it you know the good? Is it you know that perfect fit means it's not too tight, or it's not tight, and it's not really loose. It's, it's, it's it fits. Yeah. So you can say like it's it's too tight, it's too loose, right? It fits just right. Yeah. Uh, another it looks uh, good on you. A little bit different. Another, but, you know, if you want, to go ahead. Another one, uh, when it's um, loose, you can say baggy is another term. Mm -hmm. It's kind of baggy, yeah. uh, which just means it's really loose. You know, like rappers wear very baggy pants. Mm -hmm. and, it's uh, sort of a related expression. People might mm -hmm. say like, you know, there's, there's some wiggle room in there. Oh, what yeah. Do mean by, <laughs> what do we mean by wiggle room? Uh, just wiggle means to kind of move around a little bit, you know, there's room to like move. It's not really tight. You can wiggle kind of inside the pants. Yeah, so that's what it is literally, but a lot of times like on a contract you might say, oh, there's some wiggle room in there. Some wiggle room <laughs> means like some, some space for adjustments, right? Yeah, it's a little, it's kind of flexible, the agreement. Uh-huh. But, yeah. you know, something that doesn't have a lot of wiggle room is... Possibly a wife beater. Do you wear wife beaters, Chad? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, it's a wife beater. So, to well, first of all, sorry to bring this like really uh, powerful image. It's 
to a wife beater is to hit a wife, right? So imagine like a very abusive <coughs> husband that maybe physically abuses his wife. He hits her. He punches her, right? And so mm. typically the stereotype is, is what is he, what is he wearing, Chad, when he does this? Um, uh, tank top, something like that. That's what it is, right? He's, he's wearing a white, uh, really tight undershirt, tank top, that mm. um, is very stereotypical of an abusive husband. So this becomes a wife beater. This white tank top that people use, that men use as, as um, undershirts, actually has an official term. So if you Google wife beater. <laughs> I don't think it's very official. I think it's kind of the unofficial term, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's it might it might be more common than, than the actual term like tank top because tank tops are more general. Wife beater is very specific. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't use that term. It's very cool. I would just say like, I'd say like singlet or something like that is another term we use. Oh really? Singlet. But, okay. For yeah, yeah. For me, singlet singlet is like a, it's a it's more for like racing, like a, a running singlet or possibly oh, some yeah. for competition. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like for like working out and stuff like that, clothes to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. No, mm. more for like uh for for uh running, like you're running a race possibly. Oh okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so what about so some other term terminology for the for the the clothing store, right? Yeah. My question was going to be like, where would you? What's the word when you want to see if the clothes fit? Where do you go and do that? Uh, you might ask, do you have a dressing room or uh, a changing room? Yeah, and what's right. the what's the phrase of verb we use to? To uh, test clothes. Uh, can I try this on? Or where yeah. do I try this on? To try something on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes people confuse that because try in English also has like a meaning similar to experiment. You want to try it? You want to experiment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't say experiment in this case, but... No. Yeah, can, can I try this on? Do you have some place, some place I can try this on? Yeah, exactly. And then um, that's but your about, moment to uh, to really hit to really hit on the uh, sales assistant. You know, when she's helping you trying on some pants. Uh, what do you mean by hit on, Chad? <laughs> to uh, to maybe like flirt with. <laughs> to flirt with, like, I think hey. is more subtle. Flirt, flirt is just like to play around with them, right? I think um, yeah, yeah. Hit to hit on is more like, hey, hey, baby, can I get your number? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. What are some? Uh, what are some? I've always wondered. What are clothes that you can't or you shouldn't really try on? Like, you obviously can't try on underwear at a store, right? I mean, that's something I'm always like, huh? <laughs> you want to know if it fits, right? But before you buy it, but I guess you can, because it's something you can't really take Wait, back afterwards either. Are you serious? How did you find <laughs> Socks. this out? Socks as well, maybe something that you can't really try on at the store. But uh, anyway, yeah, bra, come back. Maybe? Um, yeah, probably that too. Um, Spe so speaking of fits, speaking of bra, it, like 
broad, but like not. I mean, I'm making some word associations. But what do you call that thing that you know you hang the the clothes on? A um, shit. It's a uh, clothes rack. No, a uh, clothesline. No, um, hook. I don't know. Well, what do you call it? You hang your your your, your, your clothes <laughs> to dry on, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's a rack. It's a rack. Rack. Right? A rack. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Thinking about the rack and the bra. So what's the second meaning of rack, Chad? Rack can be another term for boobs. Chad, get your mind rest. out of the gutter. Oh, my gosh. What are you thinking you about made, that for? You, you made the word association, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can ask, hey, where is the t-shirt rack? Do you guys have a t-shirt rack? Do you have a sales rack? Mm. Something that's on sale, right? Yeah. Promotion, I think, is is, is a word that's used in, in other languages often, like the cognate. But we use the word yeah. sale often, right? Yeah. Like something that's on sale. Like 50% off. 20% off. This is the sales rack where everything is, mm-hmm. is 20 to 30% off. Yeah. Yeah, it's good if you want to get some deals, you want to go to the sales rack. Yep. Yeah. When I say yeah, deal, so, so it means like a disc a good a good discount. Is it you can say, Oh, I just I just got a good deal on this shirt. It means you probably got it on a discount price. Yeah, well there's an expression that's pretty interesting. So wheel and deal. So maybe the salesperson is is Generally in the United States, I think people don't have the, the wiggle room on the price, right? They don't have mm. the liberty to negotiate because oftentimes it's just one fixed price. I think in other yeah. countries, you if you know you get a different price if you pay in cash. You get you can like often wheel and deal, right? Yeah. What does that mean? For sure. Uh, wheel and deal just means to kind of um, negotiate a little bit. I mean, if you say. The salesman was kind of like wheeling and dealing. It kind of sounds like he's 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 kind of getting a big commission. He's kind of maybe uh, you know really selling stuff. He's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. So wait, wait. Going back, like you said, commission. What's what's commission here? That would be the percentage of profit the salesperson gets for each sale that he makes. So if uh, if uh, um, maybe a retail salesperson makes like a, a you know. Five percent commission, ten percent commission of each purchase, maybe. Yeah, and I guess this is an important thing um, just to take in, into account because there's an etiquette to shopping. So sometimes, you know, the person helping you makes part of their uh, their salary, their their you know their income off of commission. So yeah. I think it, maybe like bad etiquette would be going in to a store and getting all this help, and then. Going home and going online and buying it, for example. <laughs> That's technology, man. It's coming around to bite us all in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like this is one of the things. I guess this is kind of cultural too. But maybe, how's the mail system in Australia? Um, pretty good, mate. You didn't get my birthday card. <laughs> well, for example, this is one of the things I, I notice um, in the states. Like we have Amazon, Amazon.com, which is oh, look at us in the United States. We have Amazon. In <laughs> so the, the mail system is just so good that it enables like this online uh, 
e-commerce that you can just buy something and click of a button and receive it like a couple of days later. And yeah, I know we have Brazil, that. We have that here really, too. And so that that really but, takes shopping to another level. And like I, I saw, I saw an example, a picture the other day of of like um uh, uh what do you call it? Like the the doormen are becoming like warehouse foremen. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. They're kind of doing all the logistics of you know what's coming in, what's going out of the building. <laughs> because so the doorman, like a foreman, is basically the a guy who's like in a warehouse lifting the boxes up and shipping, right? And so yeah. the doorman at an apartment building, because everybody is ordering stuff online nowadays more and more. Like I think like uh, all these department stores, right? Like um, Sears and um, I don't know what other department stores exist out there. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I anyway. don't know what Sears is. <laughs> uh, Bloomingdale's. Department stores. <laughs> you see, like, I, they're, they're all closing down. I don't even remember them anymore, but okay. they're, they're all closing down. So everybody's ordering on Amazon now. And, yeah. and, and they're delivered to the doorman and the, the whole lobby is just filled with boxes for the, the tenants of these apartments. <laughs> So the world is changing, my friend. The world is changing really quickly. So I think we can, um, you know, leave them on this kind of call to action out there. You know, like if you are really wanting to use this kind of uh, shopping experience as a way of like helping you learn a language, you better act pretty quickly on this because before you know it, that opportunity will no longer exist thanks to internet online entrepreneurs and uh, you know companies like Amazon and the awesome mail service in the United States. It's ruining. If you're single and you're out there looking for a um, you know a girlfriend or a boyfriend at these stores, that opportunity is going to go away too because they're no longer going to be going to be working at those stores because they're going to be manned <laughs> by robots or women <laughs> by robots. Well, um, here's a little extra tip for you guys out there. Well, not a tip, but maybe like a uh, suggestion. A a TV series watching suggestion about you know robots and um, pretty, pretty um, you know sales assistants or whatever. Go check out a TV series called Westworld, and that is one possible future of uh, you know uh, robots that actually kind of interact in society and they they uh, you know you confuse them for real human beings. Yeah, that's a that's a mind blowing, just pretty crazy TV show that we you know we think it's it's science fiction, but it's a, I mean, who knows how it's really going to play out, what's really going to happen, but it's something that um, makes you think. And even more, if you want to go back and listen to our podcast on the artificial intelligence revolution that we did maybe like six months ago, we'll link that in the show notes because that's a mind blowing episode as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we've you know covered most of the bases here, and uh, if you guys have any uh, questions or any other further, you know, want any further information about shopping, you can contact me. It's Chad at reallifeglobal.com or Justin, which is at at reallifeglobal.com. Oh uh, yeah, any final thoughts there, Justin? Before we do the f- oh yeah. Nope. I've enjoyed this episode. It's been nice sharing. Nice been hanging out. Been nice hanging out with you too, Chad. Oh, and thank you, we'll sir. See you guys next week. Always a pleasure. Radio. One, two, three. 
Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah.